What's up, everybody? Hopefully, you're enjoying the fights tonight. I know I am. Wow, wow, wow. This has definitely got to be a candidate for a fight of the year. Um, the faces, their faces said it all. They started marking each other up from round one. And of course, you know what I'm talking about. Teofimo Lopez, George Cambosos just concluded. The timing couldn't be perfect. We're about to witness. We're waiting right now for the walkouts between Brandon Figueroa and um, and Stephen Fulton, which is a unification belt for the 122 pound uh, in the 122 pound division, the Super Bantams. Um, and and this fight just ended right now. Delfimo Lopez and George Cambosos, a fight that got delayed multiple times. I think between five and eight times. I don't know. I lost count. Um, it finally happened, and. Teofimo Lopez from the from the opening bell came out hunting after Cambosos. He wanted to deliver on his promise of knocking Cambosos out in the first round. He went after him, he hunted him, and he got caught with an overhand right by Cambosos, which put Teofimo Lopez down. And right from the onset, to start the second round, Teofimo Lopez was down on the scorecards. Cambosos told him in the conference. I, what are you going to do when you see me standing in front of you and we're in the second round? It's It was a crazy strategy. It was a crazy plan. The ego took over and Teofimo went after. He, he did throw some big punches, but he got caught because he was throwing wide. He was throwing hard and not being calculative at all. He was... He was being careless and his ego got to him and he got dropped. So he started down on the scorecards. Nonetheless, he started climbing back in the fight. Um, After the fight, there was a back and forth. He got booed by the crowd because he told, uh, as he's being interviewed uh, by Chris Mannix from The Zone, both of them are being interviewed. He said, I know I won the fight. They raised my hand. The referee was about to make the mistake of raise his hand over Cambozos because they announced the way they, the, that the announcer uh, put it out was and still undefeated. And the referee immediately thought, well, Teofimo's undefeated, not realizing both of them were undefeated. And then they announced and knew and the referee raised the proper hand of George Cambozos. It was that close of a fight. I'm going to post the uh, the scorecard. I got to talk to you guys a little bit earlier after the um, the Ogawa uh, Singa Fuzile fight and uh, I rarely have these opportunities to be able to to uh, touch base with you guys post fights immediately after the fights have ended. Uh I got to do it right before uh, or right before this uh this Lopez Cambosos fight started and right as the uh the Ogawa Fuzile fight uh for a four fight uh card that the zone put together. It was fun. It was a fun card overall. Ray Ford represented himself well as well. Um, Ogawa, wow, what a performance. But this fight right here, we already talked about that. I put out the episode a few, a few, a little while ago. I don't know if it was a few hours ago, but definitely about an hour ago. Um, so you'll see the, the, uh, the time change, uh, or you'll know the, uh, the time lapse from when you listen to this episode versus the, the previous one. Nonetheless, Teofimo Lopez and George Cambosos, the visual after the fight of both of their faces says it all. And that's why I'm saying this would be a sure shot fight of the year uh, candidate. Their faces were marked up. Teofimo was marked up on the left, on the right. A lot of it has to do, and I said it on the Ogawa fight and it happened here, which the commentating team failed to acknowledge 
because the headbutts have a lot to do with it. Cambozo ducks his head every time that they get close. He ducks his head. And when Lopez was trying to catch him with uppercuts, Cambozo would lift his head. And a lot of it would have to do a clash of heads. Nothing obvious to where the referee would warn them about it. Nothing obvious where it, it was evident that they would have to pause and, uh, and, and inspect the cuts, although they did inspect the Lopez's cut uh, in the later rounds. But it was happening. They were clashing heads because of their style. They both have that slick, strategic style uh, in which they they both move in, they both move out, they swarm in, they swarm out, and it's it's the um, it's it's the punches in succession instead of the punches in bunches or a calculated attack. It was hesitant, 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 and boom, they would attack, and the offense would come in in a full succession of three, four punches, and then they would back out. Well, those successions, when they would end up attacking at the same time, is when you would have that slight clash of heads. Both of them marked up. I'm not saying that that's the reason that Delfimo lost, or that's the reason he got cut, but it had to do something with it. If you watch the fight again, you'll you'll notice the headbutts when the heads are rubbing or grazing against one another. Um, the back of Camboso's head versus the side of Lopez's uh, uh, Lopez's uh, cheek side and eyebrow side. Nonetheless, what a fight! It went back and forth, back and forth. Uh, Cambozos took the lead for quite a while. Uh, I thought Lopez started coming back strong. Then he drops Cambozos, uh, and it was it was something that. We thought Lopez was going to just go. Uh, they even acknowledge it on the announcing team that Lopez was not trying to go for a decision. He was trying to knock out Cambosos the whole fight. It was a very good point that the commentating team made because he was. He was trying to go for the knockout. He was, and he focused so much on that that he let go of his strategy. He let go of any plan. He felt like he was going to get this guy out of there. And meanwhile, Cambozos kept landing punches and stealing these rounds. and uh, Or at least not even stealing the rounds. He was winning these rounds because of activity, because of output, because of accuracy. I didn't think Cambozos could pull this off. I didn't think Cambozos belonged in the ring with uh, Teofimo Lopez. And you heard me on the preview episode. I, he didn't have anything to offer. And the biggest opposition that he had faced, which was previous to this, was Mickey Bay and Lee Selby. The biggest names in his resume by far. Versus what Teofimo just saw against Lomachenko and Nakatani and Diego Magdaleno. I mean, you name it, it's Teofimo had a better resume, by far a better resume than than what what George Cambosos did. But it only takes one punch, it only takes one fight to switch everything. And this was not the case. Cambosos actually prepared. Cambosos was beyond well prepared. And like I said on the preview episode, who knows? His power has been suspect in the past. Every fight that I've seen of him in the past, his power, there's no pop behind that speed, behind the, the fast hands. It was there tonight, and you could see it. The evidence is in Teofimo's face. By the same token, Teofimo, for, for admitting that he was walking into this a little bit uh, with a lingering shoulder injury, uh, whether he had any uh, lingering COVID uh, issues, uh, he he looked very weight drained, which I noticed yesterday. Um, 
regardless of what it was, there was no excuses. He came in, he fought. However, he focused so much on getting this guy out. The disdain, usually the hate, the disdain, the dislike for one another usually ends after the first few rounds when they just unleash everything and the adrenaline sets down. They have that slight adrenaline dump and then they realize, all right, we're in it for the long run. That was not the case. These guys hit each other with bad intentions through and through. And in the end, Cambosos gets his hand raised. How did I score it? I've been posting the scorecards of the recent fights. Um, and, and I'm going to post this one because I was nowhere near what the judges had. Uh, one of the judges gave four rounds uh, to Cambosos. Uh, the other one gave three rounds to Cambosos. And one of them had one round for Lopez. I had it a draw at the end. 113-113. You could look at the scorecard as how I had it each round. And and I'll tell you, let me bring up the uh, the scorecard here real quick. And that way I could tell you exactly how I had each round. So first round, 10-8 for Cambosos. From there, I gave Cambosos round one, round four, round five, round seven, uh, round 11, and 12, both Cambosos. And that gave them a 113. I gave Lopez round two, round three, round six, round eight, nine, and ten in a, in back to back to back succession, but he lost those last two championship rounds. Camboso said it in the post fight interview. I knew I took those last two rounds and he sure as hell did. I gave him those last two rounds. I still had it adding up at 113, 113, and that's including the knockdowns. I had it a draw in which a draw, the titles wouldn't change hands. I don't believe I was being biased. The only two rounds that I questioned heavily, uh, were round five and round six. You could double check me on that, but those are the rounds that I questioned heavily that I thought were swing rounds because of the amount of activity and the power punches overtook the amount of activity in my eyes and therefore I scored them the way I did. Nonetheless, the shock that Cambosos has sent to the lightweight division and the boxing world, uh, they weren't wrong. The commentating team was saying that this is Australia's biggest win uh, for boxing or their, their biggest boxing victory to date. And I immediately thought of Jeff Horn when he upset Pacquiao by way of that screwed up decision that they made in Australia. I knew Pacquiao beat Jeff Horn, but they gave him the decision. Titles changed, uh, The title changed hand at that time uh, for Jeff Horn. And Pacquiao refused to go back to Australia for a rematch, and that was a whole debacle, right? I thought Pacquiao did enough to beat Jeff Horn. Nonetheless, because Jeff Horn had his hand raised in the end, that by far was the biggest victory. But this had three titles change hands, even though the WBC uh, was also handed over to... And the ring title were handed over to George Cambozos. That's fine. He could take the ring, the WBA, IBF, and the WBO. But the WBC title belongs to Teofimo. He should have kept that at home because that's a franchise title. We discussed it on the preview episode. If... um if you didn't catch that, go check it out because I break it down. All seven points that the WBC organization designated for the franchise status and we covered it. And it's something that hasn't been covered, including the Mauricio Suleiman, the WBC president, has gotten it wrong in his interviews by, design, by, by, by saying that Teofimo and Devin Haney are both recognized champions. Well, 
Go back and check out that episode so we don't make this one too long. But one thing's for sure, the franchise status does not is not transferable. And that's how it was written by the WBC when they originally designated or created that designation, uh, which was for Canelo and later for Lomachenko. That franchise status was not um, transferable. However, it would be... Um, they would issue a diamond, a WBC diamond belt to the person who beat the franchise champion, which the diamond belt would mean that they would have an immediate shot at whoever the WBC's champion in said division is at the time. They would basically skip the line with that diamond belt and get a shot at the WBC champion. So the WBC should have issued a diamond belt to Teofimo Lopez, and he would have challenged Devin Haney for the title instead of so much confusion. And then that's it. That's why they considered him the disputed and disputed, but nobody really knew why and everybody had different explanations. It's right there in the seven point layout uh, of the stipulations as designed by the WBC. And even the president got it wrong when he goes in front of the mic or in front of the cameras. Nonetheless, that's neither here nor there. The WBC title belongs on Teofimo Lopez's wall because he earned it when he took it from Lomachenko, uh, but it wasn't transferable, so he could have kept it. Uh, George Cambozos is the WBA, uh, IBF, WBO lightweight champion. Devin Haney is the WBC champion, and he has a sure shot at Devin Haney or Jojo Diaz, depending on what happens next week in that championship fight. Devin Haney's putting his WBC title against Jojo Diaz, and that's happening next Saturday. So listen, congratulations to you, to me, to the boxing fans. What a fight. And if this isn't a sure shot run for the fight of the year, and it doesn't make the list, then screw whoever's making that list because Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury should be on that list. This fight should be on that list. And I'm possibly forgetting many other, but I know Valdez Burchelt was some, something else for me. Uh, that was an impressive fight. And, uh, and we'll see one fight left in the night. That's Stephen Fulton against Brandon Figueroa. So if you guys have a chance to switch over to Showtime, go watch that. I'll leave you guys with this. I'll be posting this episode here shortly. Obviously, if you're listening to it, then I got to it real quick. Um, what a great night for boxing. What a great night for boxing. Just this fight alone, the Asinga Fusilio Ogawa fight didn't disappoint. What a great night for boxing. And I'm glad that I got to post these episodes on the spot and, uh, and get them out to you guys quickly because, uh, the delays have been, have been something that, that have been playing a big part, uh, as of late with me, at least for a majority of the, uh, of the part of this year. So thank you guys again for all the love. Thank you guys again for tuning in each and every episode and uh, and have yourselves a great night. If I don't get to the Figueroa Fulton uh, post show today, um, I'll definitely get to it either before weekend's end or early in the early come next week. Um, thank you guys again. Wow. 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 What a shocker. Cam Bosos pitched a shocker. Australia as shut down as they are and how whatever it is that they're dealing with politically over there, they should be allowed to go celebrate out tonight. There should be a parade for Cam Bosos when they receive them. Uh, what a great showing and a great representation uh, for Australian boxing that Cam Bosos did uh, tonight. He represented himself well. He made a believer out of me and, uh, and he made me eat my words like he did to many other people that were doubting that he even belonged in the same stage as Delfima Lopez. Um, 
Congratulations to uh, George Cambosos. What a great win. And I'll leave you guys with this. So have a good one. Thank you guys again. Much love. Have a good night.